Alcoholism has come to be considered a societal evil and is the fourth leading cause of preventable death in the world. Alcohol dependence is a growing problem with consequences that many victims often turn a blind eye towards. The symptoms of alcoholism manifest similar to other diseases that we know of. And of course it does, because ultimately alcoholism is a disease. Unfortunately, the medical community fails to recognize this. This raises the question, is this ignorance harmlessly accidental or is it a deep-rooted case of cognitive dissonance in medicine? Welcome to Operation Dissonance, the third installment of Operation Doctor, a podcast by the NPSI Med Club. I, Varuni, along with Ishita and Samrudhi, am going to explore why alcoholism needs to be identified as a serious disorder early on before its effects become too vast. This episode was written by two of our club's members, Gia D'Souza and Angelica Jen. The term cognitive dissonance that Varni just brought up is a rather complex social psychological theory that can often be difficult to digest. It essentially is a state of mental conflict that arises when an individual's actions and beliefs do not seem to coincide. It can also be interpreted as a situation in which a person is able to identify with two contradictory beliefs at the same time. If any of you have happened to read George Orwell's classic dystopian novel 1984, I'm sure you'll realize that cognitive dissonance is simply a fancier name for doublethink. A perfect example of cognitive dissonance is when those who struggle with excessive alcohol consumption are aware that they are drinking more than they should. However, they still seem to cling on to the idea that even though this will hurt me later, it will still provide me with relief now. So how much is too much? Women who have consumed more than 4 drinks in a single day or more than 7 drinks a week or men who have had 5 or more drinks in a single day or 14 in a single week are generally considered to be at moderate risk for developing conventional alcoholism with its grave symptoms. The severity of alcoholism stems from its ability to completely alter the function of your brain, heart and liver. Long-term exposure to alcohol can shrink the frontal lobes of your brain and interfere with memory formation. It's possible to wake up with no recollection of what you did while you were drinking or even before. It's one of the leading causes of cardiovascular diseases as well. In addition, heavy drinking during pregnancy can increase the baby's risk of developing fetal alcohol syndrome and issues with mental development. It's a well-known fact that alcohol can damage the liver and prevent it from properly removing harmful substances from your body. The National Health Service of the UK highlights that each time your liver filters alcohol, some of the liver cells die. The liver can develop new cells but prolonged alcohol misuse over many years can reduce its ability to regenerate. Apart from the internal damages caused by excessive alcohol consumption, there are a multitude of external symptoms that are easy to spot when someone chronically drinks too much. It is important to note that just like any chronic medical condition, each patient displays different symptoms at different degrees of severity. For this very reason, even the slightest signs should not be brushed off or taken for granted. The key takeaway is that if consuming alcohol ever starts to affect an individual's behavior or their ability to perform a regular routine to their full capacity, it is an almost definitive sign that they have developed some form of addiction to alcohol. That being said, let's discuss some of the most common symptoms of over-reliance on alcohol. Slurred speech is one of the earliest symptoms of alcoholism. It can also affect the person's motor skills, hampering their ability to balance or even walk straight. They regularly appear intoxicated, tired, and more susceptible to infections. 
anxiety, depression or other mental health problems coupled with an increase in secretiveness and dishonesty are simply few of the antisocial behaviors that become more prominent as an individual becomes more addicted. Alcoholism over a prolonged period is evidently much more serious than one-off problem drinking. We do not disregard the fact that drinking large amounts of alcohol for any duration isn't good. But alcohol dependency can create difficult problems that extend well beyond the individuals themselves. Addicts prioritize their compulsive drinking habits above their work and familial commitments, making their loved ones feel an overwhelming sense of hopelessness. The most alarming effect of alcoholism is that it develops alcohol resistance in victims in the long run, where they need larger amounts of alcohol to feel the same euphoric feelings that they did before. Thus, in their state of limited self-control, they may misuse their money, leaving their family members with little left over to live off of. Moreover, if family members try to intervene themselves, they may get inflicted with physical and psychological wounds as a result of the withdrawal symptoms the victim experiences, which include aggression and violent outbursts. So now that we have discussed the harmful effects of alcoholism, let's explore how it relates to cognitive dissonance. What better way to put this rather confusing idea into perspective than by seeing how alcoholism has affected some of our favorite celebrities? The famous Daniel Radcliffe turned to alcohol to cope with his newfound celebrity status. He loved his job. However, he says he shut himself off to avoid the relentless attention of the public eye. Radcliffe credits his close friends with helping him get support, help, and healthier coping strategies. Radcliffe once said, people with problems like that are very adept at hiding it. It was bad. I don't want to go into details, but I drank a lot and it was daily. I mean, nightly when asked about his struggles with alcoholism. Betty Ford, the wife of former president Gerald Ford, suffered from alcoholism and an addiction to painkillers. She raised public awareness about addiction by confessing to her long-time battle with alcoholism in the 1970s. When she finally recovered, she established the Betty Ford Center to help others overcome substance and alcohol abuse. Perhaps Ford's greatest legacy was the honesty she brought to the American idea of alcoholism. She was quoted saying, My makeup wasn't smeared. I wasn't disheveled. I behaved politely and I never finished off a bottle. So how could I be an alcoholic? In other words, there were no stereotypical symptoms of alcoholism. I think after listening to both Radcliffe and Ford's statements, it is easier to understand that addiction can affect anyone. The element of cognitive dissonance that really stand out in both these stories is that a person can notice alcoholic reliance when it appears earlier on, but they try to ignore it. Because there is such a dense air of humiliation that surrounds alcoholism. The stigma that surrounds it can be like a powerful social punishment that can only cause drinking habits to intensify. In an interview with Eunice Booker, the mother of a victim of a drunk driving car crash, the UK's Observer newspaper found that many people find it offensive that one in four of donated livers go to alcoholics. If there are two people side by side wanting a liver and both have the right tissue match and one is an alcoholic and one isn't, there's no contest. You take the one who's not an alcoholic. They are more entitled, she said. This statement further brings out the ethical dilemma of fault versus entitlement. Do alcoholics deserve treatment for their self-induced problems? While social drinking is common amongst adults, very few people end up developing an over-dependence on alcohol, making it difficult for them to understand that alcoholism is a very real psychological disorder. Alcoholics primarily suffer due to a lack of self-control and are often diagnosed too late, 
when their symptoms have progressed adversely. Thus, it is not uncommon for an individual to be informed that their drinking has severely impaired their liver function to the point that they may require a transplant. The patient knows that any further drinking would almost certainly lead to death, but they still continue drinking. Why? Simply because they can't control themselves, despite knowing the right thing to do. People with addiction continue to be blamed for their disease. Even though the medical community reached a consensus long ago that addiction is a complex brain disorder with behavioral components, stigmas within healthcare providers who implicitly see alcoholism as a patient's own fault lead to substandard care or even to rejecting individuals who are seeking treatment. Those showing signs of acute intoxication or withdrawal symptoms are sometimes expelled from emergency rooms commonly because nurses and other hospital personnel find their mannerisms frustrating and difficult to deal with. On top of frustration, the staff are fearful of their aggressive behaviour which may make it seem like the patients are only there to seek drugs. Despite all medics taking an oath to treat the sick to the best of their ability, those who need the most patience and understanding are being turned away. Only once alcoholism becomes further detached from its stigmas and accepted for what it is, a full-fledged disorder, can society move forward alongside the medical field to eradicate it. For alcoholics to reintegrate back into society, they need a strong support system. Even if they are willing to come out of their addiction, they cannot do it alone. The topic of this podcast came together in support of Alcohol Awareness Month. We are incredibly grateful that you made it this far and hope you've learned a lot more about alcoholism and the need for it to be accepted as a real problem with real consequences. Join us in combating alcoholism by spreading as much awareness as you can. Have an open discussion with your family members about alcohol abuse so that it becomes more accepted as something that does exist in our society, whether we like it or not. If you know somebody who exhibits similar symptoms to what we have previously mentioned, do not hesitate to contact your local medical professional. Do let us know about your thoughts on alcoholism, ethics and how it is accepted in the medical community on our Instagram page at the NPSI Med Club. See you again next time on Operation Doctor.